If you want to do something and you're passionate about it, just go for it and just do it because you're never going to know what's going to happen unless you try. And also don't be scared to reach out to other creators because I know sometimes it's kind of intimidating, especially if you're like, if you're like a smaller creator and like you, you're reaching out to, you know, like a bigger creator and they might just be like, no. But a lot of the times, like this is such a nice community where people are willing to like collab and to work with you. So, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and just just keep trying and as long as you're passionate about it and it's something you want to do like that will that will you know shine through and show through your work hello and welcome to another episode of the golden hour podcast brought to you by the polar pro studio i'm your host dave mays and today's guest is jenna Izeric. Jenna started her career on YouTube straight out of college working with her sister, iJustine. Once Justine convinced Jenna to start her own channel, Jenna began her career on YouTube and has been crushing it ever since. With a decade of experience now and almost a million subscribers, Jenna has really come into her own creating content of all varieties. From travel vlogs to technology reviews to video game live streams, Jenna really covers almost every genre. In her conversation, we talk about what it means to be a content creator in 2020, how she began her journey into YouTube and what she's seen change over the last 10 years on the platform. And we answer some of your questions that you asked Jenna on Twitter. I'm so stoked for you guys to listen to my conversation with Jenna. But before we get there, please consider subscribing to the Golden Hour podcast if you haven't already in your podcast player of choice. We've gathered a lot of listeners over the last few months. So thank you all for joining the Golden Hour podcast crew. That's the first time I called you all that. Is that cool? The GHP crew? How's that? Does that sound cool? I don't know. <laughs> All right, without any further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Jenna. We've been friendly. We've seen each other in events over the last, I don't know, two years or so, just in the Sony uh, camera trade show world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, been some time now. Yeah, and here we are. It's August when we're recording this. We were just talking about how the last couple of months have just been like unbelievably fast and weird and... I mean, obviously, everybody can relate to what's going on with the pandemic and stuff, but yeah. it's just nuts, right? It's like we <laughs> blinked and we lost five months. It's like, what what happened? It's crazy. <laughs> yes, it's so crazy. So you've kind of picked up a couple of other things, uh, Twitch, video gaming, uh, new cameras have come out since yeah. all this has happened. So we got a lot to talk about. But we to, do. to kind of get started, I'd love to just get to know Jenna and like where you come from and like what kind of brought you into this content creation game in general how did you get yeah started and, oh yeah, gosh <laughs> well i'm originally from uh pennsylvania like 45 minutes south of pittsburgh pennsylvania so I grew up there i went to uh, wvu west virginia university i studied forensic biology so i actually have a double major in forensic biology wow. and biology so, you know, I was like a science nerd, you know. That's legit. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And then uh, my sister, uh, you know, Justine, he's Eric, I, Justine, I was always helping her create content. You know, she was a very early adopter into basically everything on the internet. So she was always creating content and making movies. And, you know, back then it's not like you could really collab with people. So she's like, hey, how do I force my sister to help me? So I was like, <laughs> always just always helping her do stuff. And then eventually she's like, why don't you just start a YouTube channel? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, and then eventually I did. So I've been actually been doing YouTube for over 10 years now, which is amazing. You know, kind of crazy. You're an OG YouTuber. 
I, I think <laughs> I point. might be. I think I might be. Yeah. So I was still in college and just making my little YouTube videos. And it was interesting because a lot of my friends had, you know, like the normal part-time college jobs. Like, you know, you're a bartender, you work at a restaurant, you know, you do this and that. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like sitting in my little room, like making my YouTube videos. And uh -huh. I definitely got made fun of, but um, I'll never forget. I got like my first brand deal. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like paying like my rent and like paying my <laughs> rent for next month. I'm like, this is so crazy. Yeah. So eventually I, I graduated and, you know, you have like the realization where it's like, are you going to, you know, get a job in the field? You just spent all this time and money <laughs> or are you going to, you know, give this a shot? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm a very free spirit. So I was always out in LA visiting my sister. So I just took the jump and I slept on her couch for three months, eventually <laughs> got an apartment and it's been almost six years. Wow. Actually six years this month um, of LA. So I'm still here and I'm still doing it. <laughs> That's amazing. And obviously if you're a fan of both of your work, uh, you guys are just best friends and mm -hmm. it, it's so apparent that you each help one another and it's such a, a great relationship that you guys have, but yeah, you each sure. have your own individual styles and formats and it's really cool to see. And uh, one of the things that, you know, I love about your content is um, you, you can kind of go into all sorts of different things. I mean, I focus on just kind of camera stuff, but sometimes you'll do camera stuff. Sometimes you'll talk about video games. You can mm -hmm. do a vlog just about a trip or, and travel. Um, yeah. And, it's so cool that like, basically, people are just kind of there to hang out, you know, it's not about like, one specific thing. Can you tell me about just your journey on YouTube? And like, have you tried to like do one thing? Or you just realize you oh, can't? Gosh. Or like, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, how did I you mean, figure out your kind of style and format on YouTube? Oh, so that's tricky. I mean, I obviously started doing like the vlogging thing, because it's like, I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, and I was always traveling <laughs> and doing stuff. So like vlogging was always the easiest for me because I was uh -huh. always busy and it's just like such easy content and it was always very personal so it's like also kind of gaining that you know like relationship with the audience it's just more personal but um so I did that for a very very long time and then I would say probably not until uh maybe like 2018 just like there was a lot of things going on in like my personal life and I'm like you know what like I don't want to share my life as much anymore mm -hmm. like how do I still make content but like step away from like me being in the spotlight. So I kind of, we started doing a lot of like cooking videos, which is fun because we're terrible at cooking and baking. <laughs> so it's more like, how are they going to mess up today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Doing that and then like more towards tech as well. Like I've always loved tech, but I didn't really talk about it as much. Like I would be like, oh, I have a new camera, whatever. But getting more tech focused and focusing my content on, you know, products and other things instead of like my personal life. But I did that for a little bit. And then I was like, wait, I kind of miss vlogging. So making it so that I was only vlogging and doing that content on my terms. Like I wasn't yeah. forcing it. I wasn't daily vlogging. Would It would kill me, literally yeah. kill me. <laughs> so like, just kind of making it more fun again. Well, yeah, like your last uh, video, I think on your channel that had to do with traveling was your Hawaii trip. That was four months ago. <sighs> And I love yeah. how the title of it is actually called My Last Travel Video for a While. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you, you mentioned yeah. before we recorded that you wanted to, your goal for 2020 was to do some some traveling. Can you talk about that? It and, was, it was, because I feel like last year I didn't really, well, I actually traveled a lot, but this year I wanted to focus on like making really, really cool travel content. Like mm -hmm. maybe it was, you know, doing like a van life or just 
going places I never thought I would travel before. Um, and then in March, I took a trip with my sister and her parents to Hawaii. And it was kind of like, as everything was unfolding with like COVID-19. Yeah. So we actually got back like a week or two before the lockdown. So that was kind of a really weird thing. Cause we're like, are we going to get stuck like in Hawaii? We're like, this isn't the worst place to be stuck, but also <laughs> yeah. like, you, you know, my parents, my parents are still on the East coast. Like they have to, you know, get back to their life. So it was just, it was very interesting. And then kind mm -hmm. of shifting towards, okay, obviously you can't travel anymore. Um, what am I going to do? And I've always been huge into gaming. Like I love video games. I grew up, you know, playing video games. So I was like, well, I mean, what if I just stream the games? So that way I don't feel as bad as, you know, spending all this time sitting here gaming. I can technically consider it work, but yeah. like it's, it's fun. So I started streaming on Twitch like three months ago and it's been really, really great. That's awesome. And you got, you and uh, Justine were early adopters of the Animal Crossing game. Oh yeah. You're a part of the big conversation of that. Are you still playing Animal Crossing to this? I day? am. Yeah. We got You're the summer update. I, I Not as much only just because yeah. I've been like busy, unfortunately, <laughs> but I was actually concerned for my sister for a while. It came out on her birthday <laughs> which was March 20th. And we had like a huge plan to like make a part, like have a party and I got her like a Nintendo, uh, like an Animal Crossing cake and everything. Yeah, but It was the first day of the lockdown. So it was just like me and her and this big cake. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like this is the <laughs> saddest party ever. Like we're just playing our little switches. Um, so yeah, yeah, we've, we've, she's been obsessed. I don't even know how many hours she has logged. It might be like close to 700. Oh my gosh. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely have like 400 hours logged, but it's just a really fun game. And it I think fun. it honestly kind of came out at like, unfortunately, like the perfect timing. No, yeah. It, I mean, it was obviously a coincidence uh, from Nintendo's yeah. uh, standpoint, but yeah, the fact that it kind of came out literally the day that we had a lockdown and it's yeah. a game where you escape reality and live outdoors and like you know it's a really funny coincidence yeah, that, that came for out sure and like time. kind of like the community aspect to it like yeah you can't go visit your friends in real life but like you can go over to their islands and <laughs> yeah. it, it's it, perfect. that's how that's how I was seeing my friends and like yeah. I would stream and I would let you know the viewers come over to my island and we would like mm -hmm. hang out because it's mm -hmm. so funny. I mean, we used to go to events all the time, like Comic-Con, VidCon. And I'm like, yeah. I can't see you guys anymore, but you can come <laughs> over to my island and we can hang out. You know, what's crazy so, is like, I think about the kids of this generation, like imagine, you know, if we were eight or nine years old during COVID and Animal Crossing came out, like when they're our age, that's going to be such a nostalgic period of their life. Of like, true. remember when Animal Crossing came out during COVID? You know, yeah, it's like, that is true. I mean, I'm in my 30s. I'm gonna be like, well, I spent you know, 2020 <laughs> playing Animal Crossing. You know, I'll tell someone else. Heck that. Yeah. yeah, you can relate. <laughs> you can relate to those yeah. kids. Look, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Another aspect of the the videos that you do are reviews, and it's a collection of uh, mobile uh, phone and technology reviews, as well as camera stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you and Justine both just have so many great interests in. Uh, all avenues of uh, of technology. Um, I'm just looking around on your channel here. You've oh got boy, like, I'm so uh, sorry. S20. <laughs> you've got you know uh, iPhone. There's just a lot of stuff. Like, what do you love most about the kind of tech space and and doing reviews in that uh, in that niche? Um, I mean, I just like I said, I've always been interested in technology. Um, it's funny because Justine and I were talking about this a while ago. Like, our dad 
was actually the one who expressed his interest in drones like a long time oh, ago. Wow. Yeah. And then we were like, yeah, why aren't we into drones? So like now we're like, you know, our parents live, they have like seven acres of land. So it's always perfect to like oh, fly great. there because it's like safe. That's so um, <laughs> we'd like got into drones a long time ago and like, we'll give our dad like, you know, like the older drones that are perfectly fine. And <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's just yeah. always fascinated us. So I don't know if it's like in our genetics, but now it's also interesting because um, like we'd love doing it to help like people. Cause it's like, you don't want to spend money on a product like if you're not sure if you're going to like it. So being able to like watch these reviews and learn about it, it's just so helpful. Like I know yeah. like that's what I personally do, like personally do before I'm going to buy something. I oh, watch yeah. reviews and I learn about it. So just being able to, you know, like help people and like give them the full understanding of what they might be getting into or even how to use it. I just think it's mm. it's, it's helpful. So that's what I enjoy the most about it. Absolutely. And obviously from a business standpoint for YouTube search, you know, if you're talking about relevant topics, people are going to search for it and then they're going to stumble up across your video and then it'll suggest maybe other videos. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, you know, there's a lot of people listening to this who want to be YouTubers or maybe they are and they're starting out. Um, is there any like tips and tricks that you, um, that you do as a, you know, content creator to, to get the most, uh, you know, views and, and whatnot off of those tech reviews and stuff? No, for sure. I mean, I know there's a lot of things I should be doing that I'm not because I'm just like, <laughs> eh, whatever. But um, well, yeah, I mean. But that's you. That's what's so cool about YouTube. You can just be yourself. That's what's yeah, so cool. I'm like, I should do this, but I'm just going to not today. Um, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> obviously like if new tech comes out, like making sure, you know, you get those tags right. The SEO is just so important. Having a good thumbnail is oddly yes. important like just i feel like sometimes <laughs> i spend more time on a thumbnail than like the video uh -huh. um, and i think what's super helpful too with brands is getting like early access which i know is like super hard sometimes but like sometimes just having that early access and like getting the content up yeah. early of course you know it's if it's something interesting or something people are always going to be searching for it so just making sure you know you have the tags and your yeah. description and following all the you know youtube guidelines of what they want that month or year just to make sure you're in the algorithm. It's tough um, though. I'm glad you brought up that point, that last point about being early. You uh, and a lot of other creators are often first to release videos that are typically products that maybe were under NDA the day before. And, you know, we wake up and we look at our subscription feed on YouTube and it's like, pfft, there's just like yeah. a thousand, you know, and uh, I've been a part of that in the camera world. And it's, uh, it's exhausting because often you get the camera in less time than you wish you had, maybe only mm -hmm. a couple days or whatever. And then it's like, if you're lucky, you have a couple days. In reality, it might be only 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, true. What does the behind the scenes look like when you're doing these types of big product launches? Like, are you literally just staying up all night editing? Do you have people helping you? And we interviewed um, Davis Tyler, or, you know, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler. We interviewed him on this show and he kind of gave us a little BTS on uh, the editing process for you guys. But um, oh, yeah. what's, that, what's that look like when you guys are trying to release something? I mean, the A7S III just came out, for example. <gasps> we could talk about that. Oh, the whole editing yeah. process and oh, man. The behind the scenes. I mean, so for me, I've basically been doing everything myself too, except, you know, obviously Tyler has been with us the past uh, like year or two. Um, he definitely does a lot more editing and things for Justine just because I'm still like I'm like oh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it myself because I know what I want and it's the worst mentality because I think it's also killing me like I'm just so tired so it's definitely <laughs> very 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 hard like I know I need to get like I need to get an editor because we can only you know 
I would love for Tyler to do everything, but like, that's not (laughs) realistic. So like I need to get an editor and he's just been so helpful. And it's great because we all kind of share like the same vision. But a lot of the times he's like, well, let's try this. And we're like, oh, that's way better. But it's really hectic. Um, We had the A7S three for about a week, but we got it and we, um, we had like a bunch of other products and videos that were due for like three or four days. So we are like, oh, we can't do anything with this yet because we have these deadlines. We basically did our Utah trip. Like we planned it and did a turnaround in less than 48 hours. Like uh-huh. we rented a Sprinter <laughs> van, found an Airbnb. It's like a 12 hour drive, like told uh, Tyler and um, our friend Jace, who also does a lot of shooting and editing. And we're like, can you guys go for four days? Originally it was four days. We needed to extend uh-huh. it because we were exhausted. Um, so we drove up, we made sure that like, you know, we could be editing in the back of the van. It was really cool because the sprinter van was already, um, kind of set for where people used it for like a, he said that there was like a color grading van. So it was like blacked out. We're like, this is cool. So it wasn't just like a camper van. It was actually like an editing suite. Pretty much. Yeah. Like you just put the little (laughs) curtains out and it's like blacked out and we're like, this is, which unfortunately was also dangerous because we just slept a lot in the car. (laughs) It's so dark. Yeah. In the middle of the day. Perfect. So yeah, we basically, we drove to Utah. We only had, I mean, I, I say we only had one camera, but like we had only one camera of what we needed to you know, yeah, they, you only had around. one A7S three. Yeah, yeah, so we had like six other Sony cameras where we're like getting behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. But it was just honestly, it was very, very messy. <laughs> like we should have <laughs> had a better plan, but we were doing at least sixteen hour days for six days, and you know, obviously the uh, the S series, like their low light capabilities, are incredible. Yes. So we're like, we need to showcase Astro. But the problem is, we were shooting all day sunset wasn't until like nine so we want to get sunset and then we need to start astro at like 11 you know uh-huh. scoping out the location <laughs> let that run for four hours and then sunrise is at 6 a.m and yeah. we're like wait a minute this is not sustainable like <laughs> when do we sleep like we can't we can't oh keep doing God. this yeah so it's just it's a lot <laughs> 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 well, you guys pulled it off uh, very gracefully. Both your videos turned out incredible. I Thank love you. the time lapses. The obviously the it's a breath of fresh air to see like some nature again. I feel yeah. like all of us have been shooting in our backyards a little bit more yeah. than we should. Obviously, we're very blessed to live in uh, California, where you can kind of just drive to the beach if you if you want mm-hmm. to. We're super blessed with that for sure. Well, it's it's open again. Our, it was closed for the longest time too. Like you couldn't even park on like, oh, the side of the road. See, I'm in my dumb little. OC, but oh. uh, Laguna has been open. Yeah, not time. so much in LA. Yeah, LA, it's like you yeah. couldn't, they had parking lots blocked off. Like we couldn't even go to the oh, beach geez. to shoot stuff. Yeah, so I don't know if you're aware, but this this is the Polar Pro podcast. It's sponsored by Polar Pro. Um, in your video, I, no- I noticed you guys are using the Peter McKinnon VND. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe we should do the Jenna Ezark Izar- uh, VND soon. Uh, that'd be pretty sick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here's the thing. I wish I knew more about, like, the ND filters. All I know is I'm like, I just slap this on, do a little turning. I'm like, this looks good. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am. I it's I should be a professional, but I feel like I'm not. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> like, I'm still so learning. Great. Your yeah. quality is still unbelievably amazing. It's a, an a, te- a testament for um, for your raw talent and also like the technology has gotten so good now that you don't have to be like a you know film school graduate to operate these cameras anymore. 
No, for sure. I mean, I, I literally knew nothing about cameras until like, I just started messing with them. And like, thankfully, you know, we have YouTube, we can watch tutorials and it's just, I feel like it makes things so much easier to learn. Like we have all the resources just at our hands. And obviously like working with my sister and working with Tyler, like, you know, they're always very knowledgeable as well. And I do feel like I learned so much from this trip, just about cameras and, you know, about Mm. like the ND filters and just settings. Like, you really don't learn until you're just in the field doing it. Yeah. So it was, um, we wouldn't have been able to survive without the, <laughs> without the filters because <laughs> it was so bright. Like it was just so bright and shooting at, you know, mm. midday when sun just blazing in your face. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was it hot? It, was it super hot out there? Or it was, was 105 it? Fahrenheit. Uh, uh, yeah. good thing video doesn't transmit the heat that's being shot like in the place i'm able to sit in my air-conditioned room and watch your very great video and thankfully (laughs) that's why there was a lot of nature and not like us because we were just like sweating i'm like this is and the camera is so the quality so good you're just like i can't be seen right now like yeah put it on the nature (laughs) well let's uh let's clear this up you were in a very hot environment did you guys experience any overheating issues with the camera so with the sony a7s3 um obviously we have like the no limit recording which was nice because yeah we test that out we know 24 we shot for a very long time um with the 120 um (laughs) we really we didn't have a we didn't have that many issues we were definitely had a little bit when we had it sitting in the blazing sun but it did take a little bit for it to overheat we had the the flip out screen out which the sun was also just beating down on so in you know that circumstance like it did get a little warm but like sure i was overheating before the camera was like (laughs) i'm like i have to go i don't want to be out here anymore i'm too hot but when i tested it um in the the airbnb i ran for uh the 120 for over 30 minutes and it ran straight perfectly fine um, and the, also, like, it's still like the, you know, the review unit too. So sure. I was very impressed. It sounds like there's nothing abnormal about the that type of overheating. I've experienced overheating on cameras for years yeah. um, versus what we're seeing with the unfortunate, you know, Canon lineup where Ooh. I don't know if you've seen, but it's literally like after 20 minutes, it overheats. And then after the overheating happens, you have to wait an additional like 10 to 20 minutes for it to cool off. And then mm. once those 20 minutes are up, if you hit record, it only records for about three to five minutes from that point on. So yeah, that's it's not just great. Not, yeah, it's not very it's not ideal. Yeah, I definitely didn't have that experience. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're cool. in 105 degrees, like it overheats. We let it cool <laughs> off for a little bit and we were just back to shooting. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, with the Sony cameras, we've been using them for so long. For the longest time, I didn't realize there was that feature you turn off the um, internal temp warning, you set it to high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea for the longest time. I think I learned that like a year ago. And I'm like, wow. I wouldn't well, a, recommend that if you're outside shooting. Yeah. But, you know. It's, I, I mean, the camera still will overheat if it's dangerous because sure. they're smart enough to make sure that mm-hmm. you're not going to damage it. But it's still, I think it's more for like your hands. Like if you were holding it and it gets really hot, it can actually like really it hurt burn your hands. You. So, yeah, um, for sure. But another camera that recently came out that I'm a huge fan of, I love the a7S III for sure, and I want to get one, but it is super expensive and maybe even a little overkill for a lot of people. The ZV-1 from Sony came out, and that's like, I think, one of the most perfect YouTuber cameras ever made. Yes, I, I just got, ex- this is audio only, but I got really excited with a big <laughs> smile. <laughs> 
Isn't that I amazing? love it. It's almost yeah. like they listened to everything that we wanted and made it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because like Justine and I, we've been close with Sony for a while now. And um, I remember getting the call and they were like, hey, so, you know, NDA life. We're like, we finally made the camera that like you guys have been asking for. And we're wow. like, oh, we're like, tell us about it. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we got the whole thing and then it's finally here and we've been using it. And I, I actually filmed a lot of my vlog um, that I'm going to be posting soon, a little behind the scenes on that because it's just so convenient. I toss it in my pocket. Yeah. Um, I just pull it out and I love that it, the viewfinder no longer a thing, but I love that it has like the little windscreen where it just locks yeah. into the, like the, you know, the shoe mount. The it's mic, perfect. The on-camera mic, like that's one of the things that's overlooked all the time with cameras is the mic quality of the camera built in. It's like, we have to put an external mic on everything because the yeah. mic sucks, but it's like, if they just made a decent mic, then we wouldn't have to use a mic at all. I and actually haven't been using an external mic at all yeah, on it. That's the thing I is it sounds good. Screen on and it's, it's not perfect. bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's like that little thing. Cause usually it's the wind that, you know, and you have to like tape yeah. on a, makeshift thing and it's not <laughs> ideal and like that little feature has just changed the whole entire you know totally. vlogging scene yeah the flip screen the uh you know it's got a built-in indie filter if you need it um, yeah and i love that wide angle the 24 millimeter equivalent with that 1.8 aperture you, you do get a little bit of uh, depth of field it's great it's awesome for sure yeah and I, like the product showcase is so good mm -hmm. i oh gosh I, oh yes I, that works so well it's so good i posted on my Twitter, I did a video where I use like a GoPro mount and I stuck it on like a lamp that's above my kitchen table. <laughs> nice. And I yeah. just had, I was like, this is like a quick way to get like an overhead shot and like use that for like some product showcase. And it was so good. It's so fast. Yeah. I have that set to, um, I think it's that depth defocus button. I changed that to be the uh, product showcase switch because yeah. I find myself using that mode a lot because I'm just doing this all the time for, you know, I'm holding the, my hand up to the camera all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, even if you're not, it's still going to focus on your face if you're just talking. So yeah. it's, it's a really good camera. And I did miss the built-in ND filter because I mm -hmm. use the RX100 series a lot and they got rid of it for the, um, like the seven. So yeah. I think the RX100 Mark V had it. And then after that, they kind of got rid of it. I yeah. was like, no, bring it back. <laughs> and it's, it's reasonably priced too. It is. Like, yeah. They, I think they kind of, they made it a little bit plasticky-ish compared to the RX100, but I think it's all intentional so that the kind of YouTuber, vlogger crowd, you know, so that it's affordable and not too out of reach. For sure. So. And the RX100, it definitely was like a real, it's like not bulky, but it definitely had like that heavier yeah. feel to it. Um, it's almost like, for a long time, it's but. almost like Sony had like a whole bunch of YouTubers in one place at one Just event. Just and they telling just, them they had like a, <laughs> they had like a notepad and they were just taking notes or something. Oh, I don't know. I've like actually a camp about cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've talked oh. to a bunch of people about that, and they said, "Yeah, they were asking us about stuff." <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like, hey, what, hey, what do you guys want? Man, I miss camera camp. That was just that was cool. Tell us about camera camp. So camera camp, yeah, uh, camera camp. My sister and I talked with Sony. Gosh, this was. It happened a year ago, so we were talking a year before that. Um, you know, they have their condo event every year that's kind of geared more towards photographers, and they pick a location, and people are invited, and people can pay to come. And it's honestly 
the first time we went, we were like, this is so cool. They invited like 10 YouTubers and we just kind of got to experience it. We went on like our own little like YouTube, it felt like a field trip. Um, <laughs> and it's cool because it's like, they have all these cameras, they have all the gear, they have classes, it's educational, and they basically provide you with just the perfect environment to film content. So when we went to this, we were just like, this is so cool. Like you can borrow any of the gear and use it. And we just were talking to them after and we're like, what if we had like a camera camp, but like geared more towards, you know, YouTubers where it's, you yeah. know, instead of photography, we're learning about, you know, the best practices for making video content. And they're like, we love it. And then, you know, a year later, camera camp was a thing. We had it Heck last yeah. September um, in Montana and man, it was just perfect. We had little cabins <laughs> and, everybody, and, and everybody got their iPhones. <laughs> Everybody got the iPhones. That that was something that was a concern. And I'm like, I was like, here's the thing. We've got a bunch of tech people, but they're probably going to be unboxing and shooting their B-roll with the Sony cameras. Yeah, so yeah it's exactly. Like, there you go. It's a win-win. It's also Montana. There was no tax. So like, oh really? <laughs> For yeah, the iPhone, so, so you could buy it and get there's, no tax. There's there's no sales tax. So like, I bought the iPhone, as well as like the, um, the ceramic watch. So I saved, <laughs> I saved 10%. So I saved like $300 shipping it to Montana. Did you guys, like, did you, did you guys bring that up to them? Like, Hey, you're aware that like iPhones are being shipped yes. during this week. I guess they didn't plan on it originally because Apple never announces those times until the keynote, but yeah, I mean, we brought it up cause we were kind of just basing it on like previous launches and we we're like, Hey, this might be in it. like, this might be a thing. And they're like, well, I mean, like, we're not going to tell people what to do. Like whatever. You know, <laughs> it's obviously like a camera camp, but we're, we're aware. And, you know, we've been trying to figure out, you know, if there's going to be previous or, you know, any more camera camps, obviously this year, with all the events being canceled, it's been kind yeah. of tough, but yeah, they were aware. We're just like, I don't, I was like, people are going to be using the cameras to film their iPhone. I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly. what to tell you. They're like, it's okay. It was pretty funny that it was a collection of A6600 videos and iPhone mm -hmm. 11 Pro videos. For sure. But the location was so pretty. Oh, so it was gorgeous. Like, and it was great. Everybody got great, great footage. It's, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And cowboy um, hats. That was fun. Yes, my friend Connor kind of uh, Connor. He, he got his his look there. I think he brought his little cowboy hat or whatever. I think he did get his look there. I feel like it changed. Yeah. He, <laughs> well, he took it. Somebody took a picture of him. I think maybe Sydney Dongson took a picture of him wearing a cowboy hat. And that's been his profile pic ever since then. I told him, I was like, dude, that is so you. Just like go with that rugged Indiana Jones look. Like, all yeah, it's so good. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that don't understand the whole like trip thing. Like there is kind of this weird situation where it's like, okay, obviously we're not going to tell you what to say. You, you know, as a reviewer, it's our responsibility to be unbiased and to be uh, honest and to have integrity. But when you're being put up in a hotel and you're given nice food, yeah, yeah, you know, you want to make the PR people happy and make a review. And obviously, if it's a Sony camera, you want to like, talk about the things that are good and mm -hmm. whatnot. How do you balance like, because obviously, you're not an employee of Sony, but you do like and use the cameras and you talk about them a lot. Um, they also have given you guys things and they've given me things they give me cameras for free sometimes. And you have to disclose that information. But like, how do yeah. you balance that? Um, 
we interviewed we interviewed uh, Michael Fisher a couple of weeks ago from Mr. Mobile, and he has mm-hmm. such a strict, like, really amazing policy on uh, being upfront on his disclosures of you know this is not a paid review. They you know Samsung hasn't seen this video. This is all my own original thoughts. They did provide me a review unit. You know he always goes into details about all that. So like how how have you found to to kind of handle that situation where you're dealing with companies and you don't want to be biased? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I I don't I would never ever want to like lie to my audience or like mislead them. So, you know, Sony for for instance, I think I probably did one paid project with them a while ago about the RX100 Mark series and um like with this trip, they were very generous with the, like, we trust you guys are going to make cool content. Like we would love to help support your journey. Like, you know, they covered like the trip, but like they never really, like they didn't pay us, which is totally fine. Cause we are like, we're going to do this anyway. So like you helping out paying for this trip, like that's incredible. Like they're supporting that way. Um, yeah. But I, I'm never going to lie and be like, this is the best camera ever. Like if I have an issue with it, I would, I honestly just wouldn't make a video. I just yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about it. Um, And then that's where I would give feedback to like a brand. I'd be like, hey, like, I can't make a video about this, like, because for this reason. (laughs) And like, I'm not going to lie and be like, it's great. I I would always be honest without obviously like, well, I would say I'm not bashing a company, but (laughs) that brings me back to like times with my sister and the GoPro karma and like that type of stuff. This is just just bad. Like, we can't, we can't do that. Can you tell us us about that? I mean, I- (laughs) What happened? Uh, she just bought like the GoPro Karma and like That's tried to drone. fly. Yeah, the their drone, drone. And mm-hmm. it almost broke a window on the outside of her house because it just completely lost control. And oh this is when God. they were like falling out of the sky. Uh-huh. So it's like things like that. Like if I'm buying the uh, equipment and I'm not happy with it and <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, I bought this and like this, this was really bad. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I just try to be honest without trying to like bash companies like that and, but it, yeah and instead just, of bashing them you just reach out you to tell them, them and you yeah tell you're like them hey and you, and you just don't do it basically yeah. okay. and I, like and if i've had companies send me stuff to review and i'm like hey look sorry i just <laughs> this isn't working for me like I, yeah. if you want me to do a review like it's not going to be positive um and if people ask me about a product like i'm going to be 100 honest like if they i've had people tweet me like what'd you think about this and i'd be like i had issues honestly like yeah. This is what didn't work for me. Um, you yeah. know, here's another review of someone that I trust. Maybe they spent more time with it and I'll just kind of, you know, let them make their own decision. Yeah, totally. I, uh, that's, yeah, I mean, that's an intentional decision to not, to not talk poorly about the thing or whatever. Is that, is that just for your own, uh, that's just your decision to have a certain type of content instead of negative content? <laughs> Well, actually, that's not true because I did I did post a video about the AirPod Pro. They didn't stay in my ears, like the new oh, AirPods. No. Yeah, yeah. They hurt so my they, ears, actually. They hurt my ears and they don't stay in my ears. So <laughs> so I guess I'm a liar because I did no, post a video a about liar. them. Well, in that video, like I, I was like, the sound is incredible. Like everything about these is great, but like these do not work for me. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't emphasize it. Like they weren't staying in my ear. They fall out. I've but they sound great for like yeah, the minute cool. they stay in there. They're so cool. Like I love the AirPods, but they don't work. And people are like mad at me. They're like, you're not putting them in the right way. And like, you're not doing this. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? I'm like, yes, I am. Like, yeah, I am. So it, <laughs> it's just this weird balance too. Cause it's like, if you hate on something, people are going to like attack you. If you love it, they're going to attack you. Yeah. So 
people. I just um, try to focus on what works for me. Like if I like it, I talk about it. If I don't like it, mm-hmm. you know, I want to talk about it. I will, but you can't please everyone. It's <laughs> no, exhausting. Yeah. I think because people spend a lot of money on these products often, if they get mad, it's because they already own it and you're disapproving their purchase and saying maybe to them like, hey, you made a you made the wrong choice. Um, I, in my conversation with uh, the everyday dad, he brought up a good point that like our job as reviewers is also to affirm people's decision in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if you like something and maybe do like a six month, like a six month later with the ZV-1, like, and then you can say, I've had this for six months. It's a great yeah. camera. I highly recommend it. And then somebody who already owns it, it's going to probably watch it and just be like, that's right. Jenna said it was good. I'm affirmed. I made the right choice, you know? For sure. Yeah. And that's why like, if I, you know, if I have so many products that, like I said, companies sent to me and I'm just like, Ooh, this is like, this isn't ready yet. Or this isn't working. Like I'm just yeah. going to keep using it. And then if eventually, like if maybe I'm doing something wrong or if it's not as yeah. bad as I think, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just, it's what, that's why I usually will do my videos. I'm like, I just got this. I've tested it for this long and like this these are my thoughts so far yeah um and it's not that i don't ever like i don't i do say negative things if they come up i'm just not like this company sucks like why wouldn't (laughs) they do this like i'm not gonna hate on them i'm gonna be like this is what i'm this is a problem i'm experiencing could Mm -hmm. be you know user error but well because companies are are people it's a collection of people it's a corporate company and uh there's people that made that product and you know, if you're mean about it, it can be a little hurtful to them. If they well, yeah, watch too, it. especially so. too, like if this is like a business type of thing, it's like no one's going to want to work with you if you're just trashing them online. <laughs> so it's just like being like respectful and like, you know, being, you know, still business oriented. But yeah. there have been a lot of times where I'll just write back to a company. I'll be like, hey, this is what you need to fix. Like these are issues. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't talk about this. Like, you probably don't want me to talk about this. So. Yeah, this, uh, this Samsung, uh, phone explodes we probably shouldn't ship yeah, this <laughs> i shouldn't talk about that <laughs> um, thankfully my samsung phones haven't exploded those have been great <laughs> well yeah you, yeah you were lucky enough to not get one of those yeah um what do you what do you do with all the stuff that's probably one of the most common questions you get on the street what do you do with all the crap that you get sent is there a, a closet of- is there a uh, recycling bin what do you do Um, definitely a lot of stuff. I definitely, I try to keep what I think will be useful. I mean, I try to keep everything, but that gets a little messy, but like keeping things that are useful for reviews, you know, doing like the comparison, definitely give a lot of family and friends devices, like a lot of like hand-me-downs, like, or just donating them to people who, you know, could have more use than, than I do. I'm very fortunate that, you know, I have a lot of tech and especially recently during everything that's been going on and people working from home and, you know, kids learning now from from home like my sister and I were trying to figure out the best way of how we can you know help people who might need devices um so mm, we we've yeah, been doing some awesome. stuff and just just trying to make sure they have good homes yeah um, so. that's smart I love that yeah <laughs> um do you have like a manager or an agent or do you kind of do everything yourself thankfully I do have a manager who handles all the business and I have like that's a cool. lawyer so that takes <laughs> off a lot of stress <laughs> Yeah, it's very, and- very important for the lawyer. I, I feel like to have a lawyer because it's like, oh, really? You no, know, working with different brands, you don't want to, you know, overstep so with the Do the manager and lawyer, ha- so like if, uh, for example, if Sony wants to pay you to, to basically make a commercial for them, they go to your manager and lawyer and they handle it for you. And then they come to you and they're like, hey, here's the deal. Here's the offer. Uh- yeah. So normally, like a lot of companies just reach out to me like, hey, we want to work with you. And then I, 
you know, send them over to the manager. They negotiate, you know, deals, terms, exclusivity, all that fun stuff. And then when it gets to the contract uh, phase, it goes over to the lawyer. The lawyer then, you know, does their lawyer stuff, sends back revisions and red lines. You've been lawyered. (laughs) You've been lawyered. Um, And then they send me the contract and I read it and I'm like, cool, thanks guys. So it's, it's a lot because especially with, you know, a lot of the brands and like tech brands, especially it's like the exclusivity. It's like, you don't want to, you don't want to cross that, mean? that line. What does exclusivity um, mean? So say I'm shooting a video about my iPhone and like Apple is paying me, which has never happened, but you never know. So say, you know, <laughs> they're like, you can't talk about a Samsung phone for a month. So say I oh, really? signed the contract. Um, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, look at this Samsung phone I got. Then Apple's like, wait a minute, like you signed this contract and then there could be lawsuits. So it could just be a whole, whole messy, a messy thing. Yeah. So very important to read your contracts. And so you, so you said you've been doing this for 10 years. What, what have you seen change on YouTube over the last 10 years? I mean, obviously algorithms have changed. The whole game, you know, oh, changes every day, but. My gosh. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we went from like the, you know, the vlogging to like the pranks to the <laughs> drama to gaming to back to lifestyle and vlogs to like cooking. I just feel like it has so many different phases. Um, and I feel like thankfully tech is now, you know, a huge, a huge part of, you know, YouTube and YouTube algorithm. So it's, it's very interesting. It's tough to keep up with it. Honestly, I have, to, <laughs> I have, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, <laughs> I think a video is going to do really well and then it doesn't. And then mm-hmm. a video that I spent like no time at all does like super well. And I'm like, well, all right, whatever. <laughs> so it's, well, it's yeah. How do you take, how do you take that? You know, you just kind of go like, eh, just brush it off and just move on or like. Kind of. You're like, well, I thought this was really well, like really produced and fun, but, but then it's the thing too, cause you never know. Like sometimes YouTube is down. Like sometimes you just don't get into the algorithm. It's like, you really never know like why they didn't do as well and mm. it's kind of emotionally like exhausting because you like <laughs> yeah. always in the back of your head you're like did I do something like are people not interested anymore like what happened so oh it's it's a lot <laughs> you know people <laughs> yeah. think like YouTube is just you just upload a video to YouTube and you're like no like there's so much more to it well the the thing that I think a lot of people absolutely overlook is just the editing the the amount of oh. time you do editing is just ridiculous <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so, so much it's often twice as much time as at least as your shoot you know so. for sure yeah it's like we spent that week shooting and then like every night we would review the footage just see make sure it was okay but once we got back i mean i think we had two or three days until the sony launch and mm. i literally just like sat in my office and just was <laughs> editing for three days it, it took me three days to edit a barely 10 minute video <laughs> That's and then why you it's get, so good. It's so dense. There's so much. Yeah. There. And then you get that video and you're like, now I have to do social. Like I have to do my assets <laughs> for Instagram and That's Twitter true. and thumbnail. And you're just so exhausted. You're like, oh my <laughs> God. So yeah, it's it's a lot. Editing definitely takes takes a lot. But do you like do, are you obviously love doing this versus what you went to school for, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I never gave that a chance, but I, I feel very, very lucky and very blessed, especially, you know, during these crazy times with like people just losing their jobs. So the fact mm-hmm. that I am able to work and make content, um, definitely very, very lucky. And given, yeah, you guys are giving people joy and, um, and, you know, entertainment. So yeah. I mean, awesome. it goes both ways too. Cause I'm, 
the longest I was gonna say of like I used to travel so much I wouldn't be home for longer than two weeks at a time. So mm-hmm. when I was home for four months, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> but it was nice because you know, streaming and you know, connecting with my audience, it was kind of like it was nice. Like it gave me some meaning as well. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like I'm alone. And like, I feel like I'm, you know, just doing the same thing every day. So it's definitely nice. Joe Rogan recently kind of got in the news because he, did you see this about the gaming thing? The gaming. Yeah. Yeah, You know, not to beat a dead horse because a lot of people have talked about it, but like he was talking about how like it's a waste of time or whatever, and you can't build a career on it. I think he's just a little maybe ignorant about how much career opportunity there is with it but you're obviously on twitch and you're doing that (laughs) and you you know you know other people that do video games um you know for a living can you talk about that side of your career yeah for sure I, i mean for me personally i was like yeah i can definitely make like you know some extra money doing it but I just wanted to do it personally to like connect with my audience and just kind of to feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, I just don't want to sit here when I should be editing <laughs> yeah. and working. Like this is technically work, but it's also something I want to do. But I do think that um, I have, have a friend who's a high school teacher and she goes, it's insane how many of my students want to be like professional gamers and YouTubers. She's oh, like, wow. I would say like 75%. And you know, I yeah. think what like these younger generations don't realize is it's so much work. And unfortunately, like not everyone is going to be successful at it. Sure. Doesn't mean you can't try. Uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of success, you know, in the gaming yeah. and YouTube world, but it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you, who knows, you could be, <laughs> you could be the next ninja, you know, with those <laughs> yeah. million dollar deals, but it's not likely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's all a product of uh, experience, timing, um, you know, who you know, those types of things all play into it. And um, yeah, it's just not something that can just happen overnight. I mean, you've sure. been doing it for 10 years. You're, you've been really yeah. working hard and growing over a decade. I was a filmmaker for 10 years before I even started. Wow. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah, I did uh, weddings. Uh, when I was 17 years old, I shot oh like weddings. Gosh. Then I was a magician for six years professionally. You know, that's this. cool. Yeah, I did, that's I cool. <laughs> I like I did some that. That's for fun. You guys on the, yeah. uh, on the boat when we were going to Catalina. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was cool. That was the best. I mean, Catalina was fun. But yeah, but like back to the to the gaming thing. Um, yeah. I just uh, another thing too with like the whole stay at home orders for the longest time. Like, I think it's interesting where it's like staying home and playing video games like may have been saving lives like i was thinking back to that <laughs> like point. Yeah. these kids would have been going crazy you know if it wasn't for video games you know so it's like i don't know it, i love <laughs> right. i love video games i think you know it's very important it's also interesting to see how many people through like my streaming i also have like a discord how many connections were made and how many friendships were made like they were making friends with each other and like playing games together online and like oh, cool. it was just really cute to see like their own little community forming <laughs> and like the bonds that were forming from from gaming so i don't think gaming's a waste of time i <laughs> i love it it's fun and it just it's great. I think uh, parents obviously need to parent their children. And, you know, if they're gaming for six hours a day, that might be excessive. And uh, yeah, you know, it's like anything. Yeah. You don't want to eat. You don't want to overeat. You don't want to, you know, you still want to yeah. do things in excess. So as <laughs> long sure. as as long as kids are being monitored from a reasonable standpoint, I think it's fine. 
100%. I mean, my favorite memories growing up are playing, you know, Super Nintendo with like my sister and like playing 007 (laughs) with like my dad. Like, it's just, it's great. But yeah, everything in moderation for sure. Yeah. Can you speak to your audience and being a female creator in a mostly male dominant? I mean, I'm, you know, it's awkward for me to say this because I'm, no, no, it's dude, it's life. (laughs) But but I'm curious to know about like your audience. Like, are they, is there a, a good blend of kind of different, you know, genders and also age groups? I mean, who are you, who is your audience? And then what have you found being a female in, in this space? Oh, it's interesting. I feel like my audience definitely fluctuated a lot, especially YouTube. Um, it's definitely, it was more so 50, 50. And then when I started doing more tech stuff, it definitely was a higher male audience. Um, mm. But then when I was on TikTok, it was like reverse. It was like 80% female. It's definitely, definitely more of a male audience for me because I do talk more about like gaming and uh, like that type of stuff. So being a female in the tech and gaming world is definitely, it's definitely interesting, but it's nice to see how kind of like the narrative is changing and people are like respecting females more, which (laughs) I, it's weird to say. I feel but, like that's um, what all of us boys were taught growing up to yeah, respect female. But I, I don't know. it's it's hard when you know you're hiding behind your computer and just yeah, exactly. type in you know mean things. Um, but it, it's also nice to see you know brands reaching out and wanting to you know support female creators and like yeah, you know, Sony thing, has so. a great program for that. They and do a lot of other they companies do. as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you're still going to get the comments where it's like, your dad bought you all these things. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no, they did. Like, I'm 30 years old. Like, I, I pay my own rent. You know, I buy my own stuff, like supporting myself. But, you know, just I think the empowerment behind the whole, you know, women supporting women and, you know, the, the tech world, I, I would say it's definitely, definitely improving. Ah, that's still super depressing because like, I don't. <laughs> I can't relate, obviously, because I'm not a female and I don't get those comments, but I have seen them um, when you, I don't know if you've ever shared any on Twitter. I've seen uh, Sarah Dietschy share a couple and um, my friend Kitty from Atola Visuals as well. She's kind of talked to me about it. And um, yeah, I mean, I think YouTube as a platform is a also a male dominant website, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and there's just a lot of crappy dudes out there. Ah, just kind of yeah so i'm sorry it's it's okay i mean (laughs) the good thing is you know that we do have platforms to talk about it and i think the most powerful thing for uh, me and also my sister is when we see like these younger girls who are like you know what you got me into cameras and you got me into gaming and you got me into like tech and like just seeing like these these young girls like getting excited about it um it's just it and they feel like they shouldn't feel bad about you know liking tech instead of liking you know whatever else they're are supposed to be liking so like having that type of power and that influence to like you know have yeah. make let these girls know like it's okay if you're into tech and you're a nerd like it's cool now like that is that's <laughs> really, really it's just cool it's cool seeing it it is cool the nerds have taken over the world at this point yeah they awesome. have it's fun <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that i can do or like other guys who are you know influencers like is there anything that we can do to to help with this um you know, acceptance and like getting the, <laughs> getting the people to just stop being dissed all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think even you like bringing it up and like, you know, you asking first, like how we feel like that is extremely important. Just, you know, like letting us, you know, share our stories. So, yeah. so props to you. I wasn't even expecting that question. 
<laughs> well, I am married. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You, you respect you know women, so that's cool. <laughs> do you have uh, any security cameras or insurance on your gear so that when you get robbed like me, nothing bad oh, happens? <laughs> I I have a lot of security. What are you Good. talking about? There's just lots of stuff. It's scary because even when we were driving um, in like the van, I'm like, we have so much gear. Oh yeah. We could just get robbed. And like we were doing Astro, we we're leaving like $20,000 worth of equipment in a field. <laughs> we're just like, hope for the best. But yeah, obviously yeah. we have like a lot of, you know, insurance and stuff. And you're in the middle of nowhere. So, you know. Yeah, there's... but like, I'm still so paranoid because like I had my MacBook stolen a couple oh. years ago, like brand new MacBook Pro, oh like $8,000 stolen from like an airport. And I'm just like, ooh. Oh, geez. What happened? Thankfully, you, did you walk away for a second or? I, I can't remember what actually happened. I think so we were at the airport and I think my sister and I were getting like massages and we had like our head down and I had like this one backpack that was like a drawstring. It wasn't like the best backpack. And honestly, if all you had to do was like open it and like you would see my computer and I'm 100% sure like that's what happened. Like wasn't looking and it was just like taken from my backpack. But thankfully it, was it wasn't so... the masseuse that did it, was it? I don't know. I honestly have no idea. It could have been anything. It could have actually oh also been on the plane because I had it in the overhead oh, and yeah. like it was a six hour flight. Like someone could have easily just. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but thankfully my credit card covered uh, theft within like three months of a purchase. So I really? got refunded everything cool. except like the tax, which is, I mean, sucks, but like that's way better than losing an $8,000 yeah. computer. Okay. So yeah, insurance is important. Um, turning on, you know, all the, the find my devices yeah. is, is and important. The ring, the ring doorbell and uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I have all the stuff, all the ring doorbells and all the, the cameras and yeah. all that stuff because it's, yeah. I'm, have, <laughs> have you, I'm sure you've upgraded since the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I won't, good. I won't unveil what I've done. No, but... don't do that. Don't do that. But you got, won't, you got won't turrets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of close this up, we've got some Twitter questions, if you don't mind. Ooh, uh, yeah. Oh, that. boy. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Armando Fiera, mutual friend of ours, Mondo Bites. Hello, Armando. Hi. Hello, he says, Armando. He says, who's more of a gearhead, uh, Justine or Jenna? Who's more of a gearhead? Oh, man. Probably Justine, which works out well for me because she'll usually buy it and then I can borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> she has so much gear but it's also great because like we can just share a lot of stuff like like lenses especially i'm like okay well i'll get the 85 millimeter you get the 135 and like we can just share but <laughs> she definitely she's been in the tech game way longer than me so she has a lot more stuff <laughs> simon uh ninja bread hippo asks or says we already know that you can't stop eating chocolate chip cookie cookies because you're a natural uh or a professional <laughs> Such a natural yeah. chocolate chip cookie eater. Can't waste that talent. <laughs> Dude, quarantine, man. I was doing really well with fitness, like using the little Peloton app, doing my little workouts. And then I just, I made the mistake one time. I picked up a, a dozen chocolate chip cookies and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> I can't, I can't stop. Can't do uh, it. <laughs> team Maddie Lee asks, what did you do before YouTube? And why did you start YouTube? We already know the answer to the second part, but did you have like a job before YouTube? I or really was it straight it, from college? It's, it was literally like straight from college. Cause That's it's super like, cool. I was in high school and I was always playing sports. So like, I was very thankful that like, what kind of sports? Oh, I played oh, all of them. I mean, I grew up playing oh, softball cool. for like 12 years. I played nice. soccer for a little bit. Didn't really like soccer. Didn't like <laughs> running. A lot of running. 
a lot of running. Played basketball, uh, played volleyball since I was like nine. So then I got very serious about volleyball where it was just taking over like my entire life. Oh, yeah. Like I was playing. <laughs> You Do you know, play like, here in California now? I don't. I really miss you it. Should. I miss it. So, I know I should. Beach volleyball is to tough. It. It's yeah, really yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, so like I was just playing so many sports where I didn't really have time to get like a job. So thankfully my parents were very supportive of me in high school and cool. didn't force me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But so you, um, you, yeah, did you, you didn't like work at old Navy or like anything like that? <laughs> so no, my sisters, my sisters did. I'm not sure how I, how That's I got awesome. away with that, but I did do like, I had like a bunch of internships too, which, you know, college cool. and all that's like, it's all unpaid and yeah. um, which is really cool. Cause I did an internship with the fire marshals for, mm-hmm. you know, like one of friends. I was like going into these burned houses and I would have to like dig the roof out from underneath and like oh my gosh crazy investigations so while it was an unpaid job like that was a very intense job which i also think probably guided me to be i'm gonna keep working on youtube (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean once once you started making money with youtube it's kind of like well there's only one way to go with this and that's yeah like (laughs) yeah but that's what's so great about youtube and i've never experienced it with any other job is that as I pour more and more time into it, it grows, which then in turn grows the ability to charge more for brands and stuff. It's just like, sure. as long as you can stay relevant and keep putting stuff out, that's the hard part, right? I mean, yeah, that is the very hard part. <laughs> the 10 year game you've been playing. I mean, it you have to kind of change with the times and change with the algorithm. So yeah, and I mean it comes in waves too. It's like yeah. you know, a while ago I'm like, wow, no one is watching my videos. Like, what am I what should I do? What am I supposed to be doing? And then it also, you know, I'm a human and I have, you know, real human problems. It's and you're like, I don't want to be making content right now. I have other things, you know, family, relationships, like things yeah. I need to focus on. So it's it is, it's a very, very, very tough and vicious cycle. But just keeping at it and being consistent is like the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, Maddie Meister has favorite, most memorable pastime memory. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what, oh. Is that, what is that pastime? Pastime memory. Like, I mean, I kind of, I feel like we touched on it earlier, but just like playing video games growing up with my family, yeah. like that's just been, that's just always so fun and always going on like family vacations when we're growing up. Like I'm really close to my family and like, that's something that like, I really cherish. Mm-hmm. So I just think probably spending time with my family and playing video <laughs> games. <laughs> uh, David Paris asks, what is your favorite piece of tech from 2020 so far? Oh, wow. Can I say the Sony a7S three? Cause like that is my favorite tech ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. yeah. It I just came that, out. It doesn't. It just came out. It's, it's in 2020. I mean, yep. we've been. I mean, I think you're. It's totally fair to say that because we've literally been waiting like five years. Five years. <laughs> yeah. The it's S2 been this came out thing. Like every year, it's like, oh, I'm just waiting for the A7S3. I'm just waiting for the A7S3. And it's here. It's here. It's it's here. <laughs> well, I had to give it back, but I well, I, I pre-ordered two of them. It'll be here in September. <laughs> I know. I ordered two. I'm so excited. I was like, this is a this is a financial decision but i'm yeah. i'm committing to it <laughs> <laughs> um a small youtuber by the name of peter mckinnon asks uh mm. favorite knife brand <gasps> oh gosh favorite knife brand i wonder if i have my knife in my, in my i don't have it oh that's a really really tough question <laughs> i feel like i don't have a favorite brand but i have this one knife it's from um 
it's from this company called the Modern Warrior, and they did like a custom knife. And it is, oh, I wish Ooh. I, I mean, you can't see it, it's video. But I, you know, I, I don't have a favorite, you know, who, who should my favorite be? I need to get more, more educated in the- me either. I just like, I see a cool knife and I'm like, this is cool. So What's I need to be- What's your favorite type of knife? Do you like the butterfly ones, the, uh, the you know, assist flip out ones or like, you know- What's I, your favorite kind? I do like the nice, I do have like a, like a nice, like a nice flip, you know, nice yeah. flip out knife. It's just got like a cool sound, but that's also dangerous. But the sure. one knife that I'm thinking of, it has just like, you know, like the sheath and it's, it's like real rugged. <laughs> so I, I don't have a favorite brand. I need to, I need to educate myself more on, on some good ones and in, invest. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Peter McKinnon for asking. Yeah. That. Thanks, Peter. He just recently followed me on Twitter and I got nervous. <laughs> I was like, what if, what if I say something and he's like, no, she's, she's not cool. I got to unfollow. It's stressful. <laughs> I uh, I met him at a magic conference eight years ago before both of us were YouTubers. Oh my God, that's hilarious. When He's I was so talented. Magic. Oh man. Yeah, he was doing video for a couple of magic companies back then. So. Oh, that's so cool. His Canon video was incredible. Yeah, he, he did a great interview with Maddie yesterday. It's live on their podcast or whatever. And they he kind of talks about the backstory of like the overheating that he dealt with mm-hmm. he actually had some issues where like he was filming this motocross guy and like after 20 minutes it overheated oh. he like this super awesome motocross guy was just waiting around just waiting to cool off and like oh that's so yeah. awkward i'll have that's to watch that that's, yeah. that's super awkward yeah but he's very very talented oh yeah of course um tecca fictionado zero zero sorry i can't pronounce uh, it's, so it's weird. all good Twitter name. Um, hours <laughs> hours of Animal Crossing. Will she ever consider playing Pokemon games? Oh my gosh. I played Pokemon Go when that was a, you know, yes. when Pokemon Go was like in the highest. I got my Switch out. I'm looking at my hours right now. I might be oh, embarrassed, yeah. but hold on. Let me. Well, okay. 415 hours or more okay. of Animal Crossing. Nice. So to be fair, we were in quarantine. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> what was Justine's? You said she was about 500. Oh no, she's over. She's over six hundred. If you're if you're at four hundred, then she's absolutely at least six hundred. You're saying so. She's over. She's over six hundred. Probably six fifty and over. But you know who's counting? <laughs> who's counting? <laughs> yeah. Um, Aaron Robertson asks, "What features on from Android would you like to see on the next iPhone? More Maddie the dog pictures." Oh, Maddie the dog, an angel. Well, it's funny because the other day, like my phone was like dead and I was like, man, wouldn't that be cool, Justine, if I could just take your fully charged phone and just stick it on my phone and just steal some of your charge. (laughs) Like, you know, Samsung, Samsung can do it. And I'm like, that would be cool. So that would be a nice little feature. But then I would be like, you know what? I I feel like she would probably steal all my charges all the time too. So (laughs) That would be cool. I think there's a rumor that like, I don't know if it's this year or like next year, but iPhone might not even have any have a, like yeah. ports at all. It'll just be like, you just charge it wirelessly, I guess. Which, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I Yeah, I know. Cause it's like almost every car in the world has, you know, USB now at least, or an aux cable input source. Or whatever, yeah. So. Like I still plug mine in for like the CarPlay. Yeah. But then I was also thinking, you know, what if it had, you know, Apple has all those external battery cases with like the charger. Yeah, like, good what point. if it, you know, add it you, back with that? Yeah. So it's like you can plug it in, but then you have to buy this accessory. You know, Apple's good. <laughs> Apple's good at that, you know, buying the oh, accessory. Of um, so, you, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
Deity Microphones asks, since she travels a lot, favorite hole-in-the-wall restaurant she's found along her travels? Is there, is there any cool restaurants that you've been to across the country? Oh, gosh. The There's probably so many, but I can't remember the name of them. I wish I could remember the one that we just went to in Utah. It was like this tiny little restaurant by our Airbnb. And mm -hmm. we went there every morning. We picked up breakfast and brought it back. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a terrible story. I can't remember the name. But it's funny because I still use uh, Swarm, which used to be Foursquare. Yes. So like, I check it. Do you remember those days? Of course. Yeah. So like I still use it to check in because like I want to remember like where I've been. Mm -hmm. um, so if I did some scrolling, I could probably find it. But I, <laughs> I have no idea right now. At Kusto asks, what is her favorite sneaker YouTuber? Also, has she started <gasps> editing with a mouse? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, he is my favorite sneaker YouTuber. Uh, his content always looks so good, and I haven't. So I still edit on my MacBook Pro nice. with no mouse. I'm a monster. I, so I have um, the 16-inch MacBook Pro, which, by the way, has been like a real joy. I've had it ever since it came out. I maxed yeah, it out. Yeah, it's great. And it's a great Same. laptop. Finally, we have like everything we wanted great yeah it's so good great power and inside of it uh especially if you're a final cut 10 editor which i know you are right yep so yep yeah so i feel sorry for the adobe people who wish they had nvidia cards in here but it is what it is <laughs> it's true although i will say i have been using a lot of pcs now since like streaming and using a mouse i'm like oh and also having so i have the surface studio too which i've been using as like the streaming device mm -hmm. and being able to like touch the screen Yes. Like I, I love like the Surface products because it's like you can touch the screen. <laughs> Have you like, seen the new, uh, what's it called? Um, Big Sur, the new firmware or whatever. Like all the icons are like really bubbly and very touchy looking. So yeah, maybe. I, I have a feeling that the uh, Apple Silicon Max that we'll be seeing in the next couple of years. Have a little touch. Might have a little touchy touch going that on That would there. be nice because there's so many times I'm like back and forth between my MacBook and like my Surface where I'm like touching my screen. I'm like, nope, nope, not yet, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Drizzy J, what's in her pockets? LOL. Yeah. It is a Burt's Bees coconut and pear chapstick. Yes. Balm. I love that Burt's Bees stuff. I love, I always call it chapstick, which is the brand itself, but lip balm. Well, it's like Kleenex. I don't call it, my wife calls it, can you grab me a tissue, please? I'm like, you made a Kleenex? It's a Kleenex, <laughs> I know. So that's, and of course, a, a knife, obviously a knife in my pocket, little one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I usually have, um, you know, how, what's your pocket orientation with your, like your phone and all that? What do you normally So do? Lululemon pants, although they are expensive, they're a great, great investment because they have these side pockets. So usually they'll have like the two side pockets on the side, which I, oh gosh, I usually can carry like a liter of smart water as well in the pocket. What? But then they also have these back zip pockets and also little secret pockets in the front where you can put like credit cards and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I usually have a phone and then I have the water in front of the phone. And then the other pocket is where I'll usually have the Sony ZV-1 if I'm like doing travel <laughs> stuff. It's, it's great. Like half the time I don't even like have a backpack or like anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, just shove it in my pocket. <laughs> That's awesome. And by the way, men, uh, if you're listening and, and you're feeling a little left out, there is a whole men's section that Lululemon sells as well. So go check Yes. They have incredible joggers for men. They're not just workout. You can wear them casual. Oh, yeah. you know? the, the, sweat, the City Sweat Jogger French Terry 29-inch. Oh, they're great. Look at the like the ABC, the ABC jogger. jogger. Yeah, yeah those are nice. nice. 
I would wear nice... that to work. I mean, that's not. No, bad. you can. Like, you can wear them. You know, casual. This is not sponsored. Obviously, I would freak out if it was. But <laughs> <laughs> for for only the price of three H and M pants. Uh... <laughs> so there's that. But I will say that they last a long time. Like I've had these pants for years, and like the quality, it's really, really good. And you cannot so... say that about H and M. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Even Adidas. My uh, my Adidas pants. I have like the. I'm actually wearing like just the standard three stripe uh, you know pants Mm -hmm. and there's like a hole in the crotch already because it's like I don't understand it just always gets like destroyed these are my third pair that just get holes in them I'm telling you like make the investment just start with one pair of pants Lulu like they last you're gonna be like how did I ever wear any other pants just over (laughs) time you know just gradually I'm gonna gradually grow I'm gonna buy a pair of black pants right now well not I'm excited this is exciting (laughs) I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, we'll follow up and I'll, I'll let you know. How okay. <laughs> they have been having sales too. Cause like of everything that's going on, like not as many people are shopping. So keep an eye on like sign up for their mail and they'll be like, Hey, we're having a sale and you could probably get, get a decent price. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at Noah X young asked, did she like Harry Potter? <laughs> that's kind of random, oh, but... Well, I've never seen Harry Potter before. Uh, maybe that's what I was asking. (laughs) I just started, I just started to watch the first movie the other night. I still have 30 minutes left. Oh, wow. The first movie? Yeah, I've never seen it. Okay. So the first one is very kind of childish. It's like a kid movie, but they, they age as the, as the character ages too. So that's what I hear. Like, obviously the acting is a little rough. Um, you know, they're, they're children. (laughs) So I'm like, it's funny because like I've seen them act as adults and now I'm like, Oh, I'm glad you guys have progressed over the years. <laughs> like this is definitely kind of rough, but it's good. You know, it's it's the classic Harry Potter. I feel like yeah. I basically already know everything just from you know living in existence of a, a world. <laughs> it's like Star Wars. Always, yeah, it's like you never saw always it, talking you about still it. Know. You yeah. still know. You know what a but lightsaber is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I still have a lot more movies to watch. <laughs> so far, Ryan, so good. Sorry, uh, Ryan Bragg asks, "How much coffee do do she and I just seen drink in a day?" Oh my gosh. I usually have one cup of coffee in the morning and then I will have a yerba mate in the afternoon. Mm. But if I'm like out traveling and like doing stuff, I'll usually have an iced coffee, maybe mm. an iced vanilla latte throughout the day as well and the yerba. So mm. usually just one, usually one <laughs> or two. It's not bad at all. Yeah, it's not bad. I usually have about two or three cups, but I do, like I use a AeroPress. Have you ever heard of that? Oh Yeah. I love the AeroPress. It like changes everything for me because yeah. I would just do drip coffee and it's pretty bitter and awful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just do like about two or three like cups a day. Cool. Yeah. Because you're only doing one cup at a time. But also, I mean, you're doing like, it's like an espresso because it's mm-hmm. just a giant chunk of caffeine. Yeah. I can't have like too much back to back because I just get really shaky and like jittery. So like I have to <laughs> yeah. space it out. But then like with the, the yerba mate, it's like that tea energy. So that doesn't make me have the same effect. Maybe I should so, like, try that I, too. Oh, like, oh, you have to. It's so good. <laughs> you're getting so me on good. all this stuff. I got Lululemon. Yeah. I got the, uh, the tea. You're going to be in a Zarek <laughs> before you know it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, cool. I think we're good. Uh, oh, one more. Uh, Hops and Bros. Favorite beer? <laughs> Favorite beer? Okay, so I don't really drink anymore or drink beer, but my some of my really good friends have been obsessed with Pliny the Elder. 
Oh, I've never heard of that. Every time I go to Whole Foods, I always text them. I'm like, hey, it's in stock. Like, do you want me to do like a quarantine (laughs) drop for you? Because it's like so hard to come by. So they swear by Pliny the Elder. So I'm just going to put that out there. And then this is a question from at Dave Mays. Uh, (gasps) (laughs) Have you ever tried cotton candy grapes? No, but I've recently heard about them from two different people and I'm I'm interested. How do I get them? I think like they're only um, in season now for like the next like two months. Oh. Um, so just go to your grocery store and they'll, they'll be there if they have okay. them in stock. They sell out all the time. But like I actually tried them for the first time yesterday. My friend gave me some and um, it's so amazing. I feel like that's such a you thing. Yeah. Like, you would freak out because it's, it's totally a grape. It's not fake in any way, but there is this subtle cotton candy aftertaste to it and it's really crazy it's like mind-blowing i was eating the grapes was like this tastes like a cotton candy grape i can't believe it like yeah like your brain can't comprehend it (laughs) okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go on the hunt for them because that sounds awesome that's good content too so yeah yeah. hey guys look at me on the hunt for cotton candy grapes grapes. yeah i hope whole foods has them because that's where i do most of my shopping because it's close but i feel like it would be a place that would have them uh my friend got them at costco so i don't know but there's also a costco close all right Uh, all right (laughs) i wonder if i can order them on amazon like can they just show up to me that'd be great amazon fresh yeah oh Prime now, so great. What have you, like, yeah, have you changed anything about your life in terms of, like, ordering online and stuff because of this whole coronavirus thing? Are you still kind of going to Whole Foods and stuff and just I mean, doing bulk shopping so you don't have to go too much? Or? Um, Definitely before everything started, I did, like, a huge Costco run, like, before like way before there were lines. Um, and then, I mean, I tried to limit how many times I would actually go to the store, but then it's like, I also felt bad ordering online. Cause I'm like, other people have to go shop for me. And every time I do order online, it's like, I feel like it always gets messed up. So I, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like it hasn't changed as much, but for a while there, That's like good. you literally couldn't order on prime now. Cause it's like, there were no slots available. It's crazy. So I was Obviously, like, toilet is... paper and all that. I remember following you guys in Hawaii. There was like <gasps> no toilet paper. Yeah, that was getting scary because it's like you're on an island. So everything is, you know, shipped over and imported. So it's like, oh, my God, where, where's the toilet paper? <laughs> and it was funny. Someone who, who worked at one of the stores, he was like tweeting. He's like, hey, we just got more back. If you need more toilet paper, I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you. <laughs> they, they, fo- they followed you and they knew you were yeah. there. That's hilarious. They're like, we know you're here. We just got more in stock if you want some toilet paper. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I do. <laughs> so to kind of wrap this whole conversation up, and by the way, thank you so much again, Jenna, for being on. This was like super fun. Yeah, um, thank you. This was great. Yeah, but to wrap it up, like people who are inspired by you and what you've been able to do over the last decade, what can you kind of impart into you know other people who want to do what you're doing, who are inspired by you? Um, maybe another female creator out there who's young and, and sees you as a role model. How can you inspire them? And, uh, you know, what are some things that you've learned along the way that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I would say just, you know, don't give up. Um, and if you want to do something and you're passionate about it, just just go for it and just do it because you're never going to know what's going to happen unless you try. And I just love that there's so many resources to learn and to get better at things. And also don't be scared to reach out to other creators. Cause I know sometimes it's kind of intimidating, especially if you're like, if you're like a smaller creator and like you, you're reaching out to, you know, like a bigger creator and they might just be like, no, but a lot of the times, <laughs> like this is such a nice community where people are willing to like collab and to work with you. So, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and just, just keep trying. And as long as you're passionate about it and it's something you want to do, like that will, that will, you know, shine through and show through your work. 
Just don't force it because people can tell if you force it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, absolutely. Thank you so much again, Jennifer, for being on the show. Thank you. Everything in the show notes. Obviously, um, if you haven't already followed her, go follow her right now on YouTube. Get her to that 1 million mark. We're we're almost there. The algorithm, man. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening. We'll get there eventually. (laughs) Yeah, you, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't see why you can't, can't hit it, uh, you know, in the next couple of months. So why not? Let's go for it. Let's, let's go let's for make it. that yeah. a goal. Let's, there we let's go. do it. Get I love mill. that. Let's let's do it. <laughs> 2020, the year of a million subscribers. And that's oh. it. That's the only thing that happened. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Nothing else happened. Nope. We don't talk about that. <laughs> well, thanks again, Jenna. Go get some cotton candy grapes and we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Jenna Izarek. She is an incredible content creator, an incredible person. If you haven't already subscribed to Jenna's channel, let's help her get to a million subscribers and go subscribe to her YouTube channel, as well as follow her on all the social platforms. I've linked everything in the show notes of this podcast if you want to go check her content out online. I'd like to again thank Jenna for being on this show. By the way, in the future, if you want your question to be answered, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Dave Mays, and you'll see when I'm posting AMAs for our future guests. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast brought to you by Polar Pro, and we'll see you next week.